0: Welcome to Inside MWHC. We had the opportunity recently to sit down with Dr. Curry and Thought, who has been chief of OBGYN at Stafford Hospital since 2009. Under his direction, Stafford Hospital was first designated a Center of Excellence in Minimally Invasive Gynecology, COMIG, in 2014, and they were recertified in 2017. In order to receive this designation, A program must adhere to the highest standards of excellence when performing minimally invasive gynecological surgeries. The program must also work continuously to improve patient safety and is required to verify compliance with a rigorous site inspection. There are stringent requirements for a number of procedures, equipment and instruments, patient education, and more. Dr. Thought travels extensively training surgeons in the field of laparoscopic surgery, and he is the highest volume minimally invasive gynecologic surgeon in our region. Without further ado, here's Dr. Thought. Welcome to Inside MWHC, Dr. Thought. We're glad to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the um, opportunity.
0: Can you introduce yourself to our listeners, please?
1: Um, Dr. Curian Thought. I'm the uh, chief of OBGYN here at Stafford Hospital. I'm mostly the uh, medical director for our COMEG pr- program, which is a center of excellence for minimally invasive gynecology. I'm with Women's Health and Surgery Center, which is a private practice here in the community.
0: Why might a woman need to come and see you? What kind of symptoms might she be experiencing that would bring her to you?
1: Yeah, so let's first address what is minimally invasive gynecologic surgery. So that is basically, minimally invasive surgery has been utilized, that word has been uh, used to describe keyhole surgery or small incision surgery or laparoscopic surgery. So years ago, when we used to do any type of surgery, it was usually a large incision of some type, which required several days in the hospital and several weeks of recovery. Over the years, minimally invasive surgery or laparoscopic surgery has evolved to such a point that we can make two or three very small incisions on the abdomen or pelvis. And this allows us to still do major surgery, but through very small incisions, which to the patient, they're most benefited by faster recovery, they're home the same day or the next day, and they're back to their regular life very quickly, usually within a couple of weeks, if not sooner.
0: So back to why a woman would need to come and see you. So
1: symptoms of like what well, what kind of conditions? Well it kind of depends on what are the conditions that are bothering them. So there's a lot of different surgeries that can be done in gynecologic surgery that can be done through laparoscopic surgery. So the most common is the most common surgery that women will undergo at some point outside of a C-section, which is a hysterectomy. So we were one of the first places to here at Stafford to do total laparoscopic hysterectomies, which basically mean removal of the uterus through small incisions or through that surgery. Um, Other conditions are fibroid surgery, so otherwise known as myomectomies. Or any type of urogynecologic surgeries, such as surgeries for prolapse, which are laparoscopic sacrocolpopexies or uteroscopic colpopexies. Another procedure that is done very uniquely here and only at a handful of centers around the country is laparoscopic tube reversals. So that's where a woman had their tubes tied at some point in their life. And decided because they did not want to have children anymore but they changed their mind and they decided they would like to try to get pregnant again so we have the opportunity to do a procedure where we can actually bring those tubes back together to increase their chances of trying to get pregnant and that's also done laparoscopically
0: so what if somebody's at home and they don't know if they have any of these conditions what kinds of things might they be experiencing that should bring them to their doctor
1: so one of the more common Issues or symptoms that women will probably deal with is changes in their menstrual cycle. Either their cycles are painful or heavy. Um, And if they're either of those, seeing their gynecologist helps them at least start the process of being evaluated for what they might have. Besides fibroids, which may be handled either through a myomectomy or hysterectomy, they may have endometriosis, which is a really difficult diagnosis to be made. In fact, most women spend seven to 10 years in the health system of some type. not getting a true diagnosis because the only way to diagnose, diagnose endometriosis is through some type of laparoscopic surgery to assess the pelvis to see if someone has endometriosis. So besides pelvic pain, abnormal cycles, or any type of urologic issues such as stress urinary incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse where they feel pressure in the pelvis or the vagina, those are cons- any, any of those considerations their gynecologist should be able to evaluate and help guide them to where they need to go.
0: Okay, so that brings us to the next point. Somebody can't just call you up and say, hey, Dr. Thought, I need some surgery. Is that right? They need to go through their gynecologist.
1: No, they In well, they, if they already have an established gynecologist, we absolutely encourage patients to go see their regular doctors. However, um, their doctors should be able to tell them whether there's something they're comfortable handling or whether they need a referral to a more specialized center like ours. If so, and we get lots of referrals like that all the time, we evaluate them or I'll see them and evaluate them or any of my partners would see them and evaluate them. And then at that point, we decide what the best options they can uh, be offered at that point whether it's surgical or non-surgical, but if it is a surgical option, then it's something we can talk to them about how we do things laparoscopically specifically here. And okay. we are a, one thing about unique about our practice is we are a 100% laparoscopic surgical center. Uh, some folks uh, in other parts of the country, we, I, when I do my teaching and training, I'll hear them talk about uh, giving patients the option that they'll start laparoscopic and maybe it might end up as an open procedure. We're very happy to say that we've been 100% laparoscopic for the last eight years. Um, and that's just because we've been able to do so many different types of procedures and we see so, such a wide variety of pathology that we're very comfortable doing things laparoscopically.
0: What should a woman expect while she's recovering from laparoscopic surgery?
1: So it's very common for a woman to expect uh, a quick recovery. Their pain level is going to be minimal to moderate at best. Compared to a larger incision, where the pain will be much higher and require a large amount of or a larger amount of opioids to uh, or pain medication to control it. Another advantage, maybe we didn't touch upon before, of laparoscopic surgery is the less, the the the, a lower amount of opioid use or narcotic use during surgery uh, or postoperatively. So pain is usually. I always tell patients the worst part of their surgery is usually the first week. And usually that pain is usually related to um, bowel or gas pain that sometimes can occur after surgery. But beyond that, um, by the end of the second week, they're usually bouncing back pretty quickly at that point.
0: And why would you have bowel or gas pain?
1: So anytime you do surgery or you operate within the pelvis or the abdomen, the bowel tends to slow down. And that usually can, can add to their recovery as far as constipation issues or gas pain-related issues. And that's a very common thing with whether you're open or laparoscopic, but it's still present even in laparoscopic surgery.
0: So you've led the efforts in Stafford Hospital's certification as um, a center of excellence in minimally invasive gynecology through the Surgical Review Corporation. Can you tell us what that means and why it's important?
1: So originally... um, COMEG, or the Center of Excellence in Minimally Invasive Gynecologic Surgery, was established through um, one of the largest societies of minimally invasive gynecologic surgeons on as AAGL, which was the uh, past was known as the American Academy of Gynecologic Laparoscopists. Over the years, Surgical Review Corporation has taken over that uh, ability to certify centers and physicians who have achieved a certain level of not just quality metrics, but also volume and case metrics to be able to tell their story a little bit better because a lot of folks can sit there and say, I'm a minimally invasive gynecologic surgeon, or I'm a minimally invasive surgeon, but don't really offer minimally invasive surgical options to patients. Um, Comeg helps even the playing field among those specialists and those centers that truly offer it by requiring us to prove that we are doing exactly what we say we're doing. And we're also able to meet certain quality metrics that allow us to hold that title or that certification of COMEG. And so that's why it's an important aspect to it. I think more so important as patients become more aware of what that is, and they start researching and understanding that there's a difference between a regular gynecologic surgeon and a minimally invasive gynecologic surgeon, that they're looking for certain certifications, such as COMEG certification, which is extremely helpful for patients to find surgeons, the right surgeons to take care of their surgery.
0: Do you happen to know how many COMEG centers there are in the state of Virginia?
1: So currently there are six COMEG centers in the state of Virginia.
0: So we are one of those And we are one
1: of the six. We are actually one of the very first ones in Virginia to be COMEG certified. Um, I believe that was about five years ago now that we've been, we're COMIC certified.
0: Are there any other takeaways that you would like women to know who may be dealing with uh, painful or uncomfortable gynecological symptoms?
1: I think the first step is to have that conversation with their doctor and help guide that process a little bit. Cause some conditions that they deal with can be quickly diagnosed with an ultrasound and maybe a, a short medical uh, treatment that they won't read anything else yet with. However, for more complex symptoms or longer-term symptoms that women are having, having that conversation, that dialogue with their gynecologist is probably the first step, and then encouraging their, gynecolo- or encouraging their doctor or their gynecologist to insisting to say, I would like something minimally invasive done, or I want to be able to do that, uh, that next step if I'm gonna need a surgical management. More to that point, I think patients also, and I encourage patients to do this all the time, is to research and look for centers that do minimally invasive surgery and learn about their condition or their uh, what they're dealing with or what their doctor is saying they, they may be dealing with so that the patient is more informed. And I think that's always a very helpful starting point, especially when you start having that conversation.
0: Thanks to Dr. Thott for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about minimally invasive gynecological surgery at Stafford Hospital, please visit mwhc.com and search gynecology. This is Karen Charney, and this has been a production of Inside MWHC. Thanks for listening.